0: This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there welcome to all things therapy i am your host lisa ta here welcome if this is your first time listening or if you are a repeat visitor i really appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and sharing it with people the new rating and reviews i really appreciate thank you so very much and i've started to give an immediate heads up on my guests so you can get excited about who's on the show this week. And in just a few moments, we're going to be with Nancy Levin. She is a master life coach who's been featured in places like the Oprah Magazine, Psychology Today, 1440 Multiversity, the Omega Institute. And we're going to talk about her sixth book coming out called The Art of Change, as well as Some interesting things I found out about Nancy. She's a TEDx speaker and offers so much to help you really give yourself permission to be yourself. That's the name of her podcast as well, Your Permission Prescription. And I was a guest on her show. Hang on for just a moment, and we're going to bring Nancy in. Just a little more about me. You can learn about what I offer. I really love helping you heal through some unique ways like psychoastrology. My book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness helps you uncover patterns that might be hidden from your conscious awareness, but your life really manifests what those patterns are by the way you feel consistently. Your emotions are a guidance system. I love helping you decode and Allow them to be more of a friend to you rather than emotions feeling like they're overwhelming or bamboozling you. They really want to help you understand when to say yes and when to say no to yourself and others. So learn more about me at NOLA therapy.com, N O L A T H E R A P Y.com. I do virtual sessions all across the world so don't be shy to reach out lisa at nolatherapy.com we're going to switch gears and bring nancy in the video screen welcome nancy thank you happy to be here with you i'm so happy to have you here because you offer so much in addition (laughs) to being a master life coach you also have the levin life coach academy and it's for people that are currently coaches or aspiring to be coaches that's right and you really help people learn to say yes to themselves and consciously create the lives that we most deeply desire. And you do that as well through your Permission Prescription podcast and on this, up, this upcoming book, The Art of Change. Just welcome. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Where are you like to start with this today? I'm happy to start. I'm really happy to start anywhere. I love that you brought up the new book. It is a, it's a guided journal. And so I am a lifelong journaler. So it was really an incredible opportunity for me to create a journal for people to use. And I have been, I have been in my Love and Life Coach Academy that you mentioned. I've been certifying coaches in my reinvention coaching model. I was going to ask you about the eight dimensions of reinvention. And so that, and so that became that coaching model became the framework for the journal. So the journal is robust. It's not simply, you know, a pretty page with a quote or prompt at the top. Yes, actually yes. Quite needy, which is, you know, which I love. So I'm taking people on a deep dive. It's really an opportunity to learn more about yourself, which to me, journaling essentially is. How do you approach journaling,
0: Nancy? And how has that journey changed for you over the years?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually began writing when I, writing in a journal when I was about 11. And it began as a way to communicate with my brother who had died. Mm. So I was writing to be, you know, to express myself. And the focus of my expression was my brother. Okay. And over time, I went on to, I kept writing. I started writing a lot of poetry. I ended up actually getting a master's in poetry. Wow. And then, so I've always been a writer, but I never really thought about being a published author. Okay. What, funny? Right. Six right. books later? Yeah. yeah, but it's a different, it's very different. You know, my first book is a book of poetry, which okay. I self-published. My subsequent you know five books are more in the realm of personal empowerment you know self help personal growth yes and so the the i still keep my journaling and my book writing very separate <laughs>
0: That makes sense
1: to me. Yeah, they're like different parts of my brain. They're different, Mm -hmm. they're different aspects. I, and I've, I've over the years incorporated many different techniques and methods into my journaling. But to this day, it's, it is still the thing that keeps me most connected to myself is sitting down with a journal. I like to set a timer. So I give myself, like, I give myself an amount of time and I write. You know, Nancy, hearing you say that, it
0: really leads us right into, last night I watched your very moving TEDx talk, Mm -hmm. where you spoke about your, I believe, 18-year marriage Mm -hmm. and your husband having read your journals and threatening to send copies to family, to friends, to business associates. I was literally like walking to my kitchen and I stopped because I just wanted to sit and watch and like it was very emotional for me because I've had clients say they fear writing in a journal because it could be discovered. And I felt that growing up, like my mom would snoop through my things and I wanted to journal, but it didn't feel like safe to really document my feelings. Yeah. Uh, So there's several topics in there, but I was wondering how did you move through that time in your (laughs) life and continue to journal and like what happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, after he read the journals, I actually destroyed over 70 volumes. Wow. And I did not write again until we were, till I would say about a year later. Okay. Um, and I, what I did is I was, I would write on like scraps of paper and then tear them up. How then did that feel compared to what you did before? Yeah. Compared to like them being in a, book
0: (laughs) how was that for you i'm curious what your emotional experience was
1: um it was you know it it was more out of a desperation to get something out of me than it was to have it as a reference so it was okay to just get it out and then destroy it then what i did is i kept everything on a thumb drive that i that i so i would type but everything was on a thumb drive and I would basically have it with me at all times. Yes. And then it wasn't until I was really on my own, separated in my own space that I started keeping a journal again. Okay. You know, even you bringing up that you would
0: write and then tear it up, destroy it there. I started journaling when I was Um, in high school, college, and I used to save all of my journals. And it's, especially when I entered therapy at age 21, I recently, in the last year or so, went back to review some of those volumes. And it's when I was really depressed, and it's really starting to work through some childhood experiences that um, were really hard to navigate. And I felt led to discard all these volumes and it actually felt liberating and free. And I started a new manifestation journal to really speak to the things I'm creating, the the life I really intend and see myself and will be living. And I physically felt lighter. I never thought in a million years I would get rid of them all. (laughs) You know, like I know your experience was different. It came from a different place, but it sounds like there's, there's room to do that sometime. You know
1: what I, what I, ultimately believe is that whatever I wrote in my journals exists in me. I mean, you know, it came from me. It's still, it's still accessible if I need it. And the other thing I'll say, and I'm, you know, and I think for anyone who has been a long-term journaler, you know, there's, I would say maybe 90% of it is same shit, different day. <laughs> you know, yes, well said, you know, or you know whatever. so I think that we might think, oh, there's stuff of great value in here, but what i've what I've even heard from friends of mine who are authors, you know, they've mm-hmm. sat down with their stack of journals, certain that they're gold mines for their books, and then they fall asleep reading them, wow. you know like like there's it's really in retrospect, they they don't often hold the gold we think they do.
0: I think that's really brilliant what you're saying because I had looked to my journals at one point and I think only one paragraph yeah. in my book actually <laughs> came from a journal. Yeah. So I like what you're saying. It's powerful.
1: Yeah, but I think I, what I think is most important is having a place to express, you know, for me, having a place to express myself Free of judgment, free, you know, presumably free of other people's eyes, you know, uh, a place where I can really connect with myself. I can really sort of sort through what I'm thinking and feeling, you know, that's invaluable for me. So just the practice of journal writing is actually more, uh, to me is that's what it's more about than actually the content sometimes. I hear you. Mm -hmm. You know, last night I was really diving into
0: all things Nancy Levin, like, you know, (laughs) look at your YouTube channel and on your podcast, your permission prescription. There was an episode that really caught me where you were, you were working like coaching a woman on Mm -hmm. the show and it had to do with relationships Mm -hmm. and she was talking to you about where she's found herself in relationships. Something that you said really struck me. I, I paused to write it down. You were talking to her about, What if I can allow this to like as good as it can be? um, Can you speak to us about that? Because it really I felt like there's so much there that's helpful.
1: Well, I think I think for most of us, we sort of we have a cap on our ability to receive Mm -hmm. and to actually allow us to be in the goodness and the richness and to really step into our sense of self-worth and what what we are deserving of so i think that there is a correlation between how worthy we feel and what we allow to come in and how receptive we are how open we are to expanding our capacity to have so you know there is a there is an idea of you know am I really willing to allow myself to have as much as I want or to let it be as good as it can be? Or am I, are we always, you know, because our, you know, science has proven we have this negativity bias in our brain. So Uh. we're going to default to the negative, but can, you know, really the exercise here is instead of defaulting to the negative, can we consciously allow ourselves to default to the positive and expand from there. How can we do that,
0: Nancy? What are some of the ways?
1: Yeah. So one of the ways, I mean, this is sort of really a simple way, but I know it's something that everyone can relate to. So let's say I don't get a text back in the time frame I want it. Okay. Right? Good one. Yes. I mean, we've all experienced this on some level. Yeah. Yeah. The most natural place to go for most of us is uh, they don't like me anymore. They mm-hmm. don't want to be my friend anymore. They're mad at me. What did I do wrong? What you know? We go into a downward spiral mm-hmm. and we automatically make it mean something about us. We've done something wrong. And even just allowing ourselves to sort of play a little game with it, to catch ourselves and actually go to the positive or go to the neutral to go to the place of oh i haven't heard back from so and so i bet they left their phone in the car mm. or i bet their phone ran out of juice or i bet that they have an appointment that they didn't tell me about you know to at least allow, allow. to at least allow for something else to be true And then when we when we hear back, whatever it is, at that point, we can we can attune to whatever emotion is necessary, but we can buy ourselves some time. Mm -hmm. We can also buy ourselves. You know, we don't need to be in that state of worrying or obsessing or ruminating for as long as we do.
0: What you're saying is reminding me of some of the principles and the four agreements,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, having to do with, you know, not taking things personally and considering, you know, maybe there's something going on with them. Right. And they have a need and aren't able to reach out for whatever reason, but it's not personal against me.
1: Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I like to just sort of play the game of, you know, I see I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not getting the text back. Knowing that I I couldn't go down the rabbit hole, but what can I do instead? Yeah. And buy myself some more time. And
0: so talk to us as well. You've been a life coach for a long time. How were you led to life coaching?
1: So uh, very accidentally. Okay. (laughs) I was the event director at Hay House Publishing for 12 years And I was, you know, I always say I had a front row seat and a backstage pass with all the greatest minds. So amazing. Yes. And it was incredible. I, you know, I had my dream job. I was producing all of our live events around the world. I was on the road 200 days a year. I loved it. I never in a million years thought I would leave. And then uh, my marriage started blowing up. Mm -hmm. So I was... At the time I was producing an event for Debbie Ford. Oh yeah. My mentor. Oh yes. So I was producing an event for Debbie Ford and she said, You are going to have your staff run this event. You are gonna sit your ass in the chair and do the work. Okay. And this this was really early on in me even considering leaving my marriage. And she was one of the very few people that I had told what was going on. Yeah. So I did that weekend with her and it was mind altering for me. Mm -hmm. And then I began working with one of her certified coaches. She had a training program back then. So I worked with one of her coaches to get me through the divorce. And then in the fall of that year, this was 2010, she... Uh, I decided to go through her year long life coaching training and certification wow. program really only because I wanted to know more about me. Yes. So it had nothing to do with becoming a coach. Mm-hmm. So I did her training. And then on the other side of it, I was unrecognizable from who I was when I started it. And it really, it really instilled in me this desire, to help others get free, to help others make major change. Yes. And so, you know, at that point, I, shortly thereafter, I ended up publishing, self-publishing my book of poems and self-publishing another book. And I had given my, I'd given my notice to the CEO and president of Hay House, who was a dear friend of mine, who is a dear friend of mine. Yeah. And when I said to him, you know, I'm letting you know that I'm going to go. And he said to me, I'll let you know when you can quit your job. (laughs) And it was the best thing he could ever have done, because what he said is, you know, I am all in support of you leaving. I want you to get a coaching, your coaching practice up and running before you do. So I did the full blown side hustle while I still had my full time job. Yeah. You know, I was doing both at one time. I was working on another book. I was doing all of this at once. And then, it, you know, and then we made a plan for me to exit. That's so beautiful. I came into life coaching really from the place of wanting to know more about myself and then being so transformed that I wanted to help others do the same.
0: And that's what it's really about, like service and giving from your heart, from your own experience. And personal transformation really is transformational, who you end up becoming. And that's what I hear in your story, Nancy. Yeah. Wow. And Debbie Ford is a mentor. I love her work. She is like, if there was somebody I could have met, you know, before she transitioned, she would be one of those humans, along with Louise Hay. Let's see. Are we here? Oh yeah, can you hear? I think Perfect. it glitched out for a second. I yeah, was just so beautiful that you knew Debbie Ford and Louise Hay, two women that I mean, I would have loved to have met before they transitioned. Yes. I feel them in spirit and through their work that they left and just the knowledge and the love. Yeah. How beautiful that you I,
1: Yes, I feel so grateful. I was very close with both of them.
0: Yes, yes. So how is it having the Eleven Life Coach Academy? What is that like? Because it's kind of like a slightly different hat than being a life coach with clients. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, it really is. So, you know, I had been coaching for years. And then what I discovered was a lot of coaches were coming to me. And they were coming to me because they would say, I want to be a coach like you. Yeah. <laughs> which was lovely. And then they said, you know, even though I've done, even though I've done coach training, I don't know how to get a client and I wouldn't even know what to do with one when I got one. Mm. And I started really becoming this coach to the coaches. And so, you know, Debbie passed her, uh, her training program dissolved and I recognized that there was a gap and that I could fill it. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I started Love and Life Coach Academy. We're, we are about to enroll our fourth cohort. So uh, this is the fourth year. And uh, we've graduated hundreds of coaches, which is really incredible. So it's awesome. really intimate. It's, it's live on Zoom, but it's in real time. So it's not... It's not pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, It's very hands-on with me and with mentors and small groups of students. Uh, you can't hide out in it. You can't, yes. you know, you can't sort of like sit in the back row. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love the experience of training, of training my new coaches, you know, and I, I set it up in such a way that the first module of the coach training is I am coaching them as a group through reinvention coaching. So they are getting to do their own healing work first. Wow. And then we go into coaching skills and then we put it all together where they get to do a practicum and practice, putting the coaching skills and the coaching model together. And there's an ongoing alumni advanced training program and an ongoing alumni membership. So it's really an incredible community. And the other thing that I, that I'm doing in this, in this Academy that, was not done in Debbie's and quite frankly I haven't seen and it's something that's really missing is okay. post certification we immediately and it's included in the tuition we immediately go into a 10 week springboard how to get your first client how to build your business you know what do you need to do to be legally sound yes you know, All of those kinds of things. So we really we we really give them like business in a box, how to get your first website up and running, how to do your lead magnets, how to do all these things, because that's something that, you know, I I know many coaches and I also know many therapists who have said the same thing. You know, we get our degree or we get our certification and then we have no idea how to actually go out and and be an entrepreneur or be a business owner.
0: Yeah, the business of therapy, the business of coaching is the other side of the coin of the service component. Right. That's beautiful, Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and I like what you were saying, too. For I've been a therapist 22 years, a licensed clinical social worker. And I love, you know, if people ask, you know, what's your job? It doesn't feel like a job. It feels like a calling. It feels like I can't imagine doing anything else. And just really being with people, helping them have those aha moments and start to change their own lives. I cannot imagine a better thing to be doing with my life. And I love that you have a curriculum as well to help people step into that role in their lives.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel so blessed every day that I get to, you know, that I get to teach and coach and train and work with people to open up to what's possible when you make, yourself a priority, then you are able to serve others even better. And that brings me back to when
0: you brought up the notion of worthiness and our self-worth, and and that is in direct correlation to what we're able to allow to flow into our lives and how important it is, I think, as women especially, to yeah. truly value ourselves
1: deeply and honor ourselves. I can't agree more. I, I, you know, it's something that I work with people on every single day. You know, we have to know our own intrinsic value and worth out of the gate so yeah. that we're not fishing for it elsewhere. What are some ways that you do that Nancy in your personal practices? Yeah. You know, one of the things that has really supported me in grounding into my own worth, which also is living from a place of being self-referenced versus other referenced. Yes. So something very simple that anyone can start to do is as soon as we recognize our mind is going into the place of what do they think? What do they need? What do they feel? What do they want? You know, mm-hmm. we can turn it inward what do i think mm. what do i feel what do i need what do i want and to begin to turn the attention inward you know i i really invite everyone watching and listening yes. to to give yourself permission to consider your own needs at least as much as you're considering the needs of everyone else around you. Baseline, at least as much. And if that's sort of making the hair on the back of your neck stand up, you know, how could I do that? Then the next step is give yourself permission to consider your needs even more than you consider the needs of others. And then the real ninja move here is give yourself permission to consider your needs first. Wow. And Nowhere in there am I saying, don't consider the needs of others. Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying, get right with yourself first instead of bending over backwards for everybody else. Yes. That's beautiful.
0: And I feel like that leads us to the last piece I wanted to ask you about today having to do with your podcast, your yeah. permission prescription, yeah. where this came from, the name. I feel yeah. like it's a running theme and everything you've spoken about today, giving oneself permission, self-referencing. How did the podcast
1: come? Yeah. Today? You know, so I, you know, I am, I have a long history of having been a people pleaser, a peacekeeper, a conflict avoider, you know, chasing all the gold stars, seeking approval, all of that. And, you know, even what I was saying about worthiness earlier. So the, your permission prescription is, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking someone else is going to give us a, you know, permission. Mm-hmm. Someone else is going to give us a permission slip and that's not how it works. We have to step in and take ownership of our own permission. We have to give ourselves permission to have what it is we want and to start having what we want. We first have to acknowledge that we have needs that we have desires, that we, that we want fulfillment and that we can go after what it is that we want. Yes. And have it and have it. Yeah. How, how long have you been doing your show? The podcast has only been a little bit over a year. Okay. Yep i had a I had a, a live call in radio show on Hay House Radio for about four and a half years yeah. when Hay House Radio was still happening, and then uh, I took a bit of a break and then started up the podcast about it a little a little over a year ago. I That's awesome. It. it feels like a natural progression for mm-hmm. all
0: the ways that you've been offering to connect with people, help yeah. them, help themselves and it lights you up obviously. It, it does. I really love happy. it. <laughs> yeah. What else have we not covered that's important to share, Nancy? I think those are the those are the highlights. Well, and your book is available for
1: pre-sale. I know. Yep. It's your available book- for pre-order right now. It comes out on September 6th, but if uh if you order it now, there is a uh and there's have some perks. There's, there's a Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I recorded an audio program that is a companion to the journal. It's not quite an audio book. It's a little bit different. Uh, but uh, that is not going on sale until later this fall. But you can get it for free if you pre-order the book. That's awesome.
0: The Art of Change, a guided journal, eight weeks yeah. to making a meaningful shift in your life. Yes. Did you ever think you would write six books?
1: No way. <laughs> I had to ask you. That, yeah. after each book, I'm kind of like I have no idea what's next until another idea comes. It's not yeah. it's not like I've got this pile of ideas for books. It's I put everything into the book I'm working on and then something else rises up. Yes. Thank you for
0: all that you're doing. And I'm so happy to be connected with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you have the best rest of your day, Nancy. You too. Thank you. Bye. That concludes today's show with Nancy Levin. Go check out everything she has to offer at nancylevin.com. L-E-V-I-N is her last name. N-A-N-C-Y-L-E-V-I-N. As well, Nancy is on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Nancy Levin. And y'all, I just love you. I really love doing this show and connecting with you, hearing from you. Thank you. Email me, Lisa, at NoLawTherapy. Let me know what topics you want me to explore and address. And I have two free offers for you from my sponsors. Amazon Music right now is offering three free months of downloaded music without commercials, over 70 million songs. Go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy. Secondly, Audible books. My book, The Chiron Effect, is available on Audible as an audiobook. I am the narrator, along with over a hundred thousand other titles. Go to audibletrial.com/forward/slash/allthingstherapy, and they will give you a free audiobook download of your choice. You can keep the subscription going, or you can just receive that one download and cancel. It's up to you. And if you would like to become a patron of All Things Therapy podcast, I welcome you to do that through patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. All of my love. And I'll be with you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness one conversation at a time.